Great to be sharing a message with you today. Fan into flame the gift of God. If you've opened your Bibles, let me encourage you to leave it open. We're going to be digging in to particularly verse 6 in that chapter this morning. If I were to ask you what gifts you have, I wonder what you would think. I wonder what you would say. If I were to ask your friends and family what gifts you have, I wonder what they would say. If I were to ask you how you feel God has gifted you, what passions he's given you, I wonder what you would say. We've just kicked off a series in 2 Corinthians, but a couple of times a term, we leave space for a free subject to be able to address something that's particularly come up or bring a message that God's particularly put on one of our hearts as a preaching team. And God's put it on my heart today to bring a message about fanning into flame the gift of God, the gifts that each and every one of us have. Sometimes we lose sight of how God's gifted us and what he's called us to do in the past. Sometimes we get out of the habit of using gifts that in the past we know God has given us. And so today, this message is about stirring up again the gifts that maybe have lied dormant in our lives recently. As I started asking those questions about the gifts you have, I wonder if some of you struggled. Maybe you struggled to think of a gift that you feel you have or a passion that God has put in you. Let me just note three things before we get into this passage. Firstly, I believe God has gifted each and every one of us in different ways, even if we don't see that ourselves. I really do believe God has gifted each and every one of us. Secondly, my observation is that some gifts have been lying dormant in our lives, particularly over the last two years and all the restrictions that we have been living under. I'd say that's true in my own life, and I suspect it's true for others here today, where our circles of interactions have become smaller and smaller, and some of the opportunities to use our gifts have been limited. Maybe our confidence in using previous gifts has shrunk a little bit. I wonder if that resonates with any of you. And thirdly, I believe God still wants to give us, his children, gifts. Gifts to serve him, to build each other up, and to serve God's broken world as well. So 2 Timothy 1 and verse 6 says this. For this reason, Paul writes to Timothy, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Let's unpack this a little bit then. He starts off, for this reason. If you've got your Bible open in front of you, you might find it helpful just to look at verses 3, 4, and 5. What reason is Paul talking about here? His reason was thankfulness for serving God himself, like his ancestors before him had, and thankfulness for the faith that he's found in this young man, Timothy, who he prays for night and day. This faith was passed on to Timothy by his ancestors as well, his relatives as well. He names his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Because of the faith that Paul has seen in Timothy and his family, he calls him to fan into flame the gift of God or to stir up again the gift of God that he sees in Timothy. With so much to be grateful for, Paul doesn't put his feet up and give thanks. He gives thanks and wants more as he writes to encourage Timothy to keep going in his gospel ministry. Paul was not advocating a passive faith, but an active faith. And so he reminds him to fan into flame 
the gift of God. Note, by using the word remind, this was an expectation he already had, and not just a one-off act. And so as we consider this instruction ourselves to be this community that fan into flame one another gifts and what it means, this isn't so much a one-off tick box activity, but a way of life, a posture, a continual thing, a culture that we're looking to build together. Timothy needed to be reminded of his calling and the commissioning that God had given him. For Timothy's heavy duties as a young pastor working in a challenging environment in Ephesus, he didn't need a new gifting, but a rekindling of that that was already given. And this message really is one of rekindling, of stirring up. Timothy's gift, 1 Timothy 4.14 tells us, was given to him by the laying on of hands, and he was prayed for and prophesied over, particularly names his gift to do with teaching and preaching. The gift that was given in him, points out was given in him, making it clear this wasn't just, this was an internal grace, not just an outside thing for show. And I believe that all believers have received the gift of God's spirit that lives in us and comes with that are various gifts that God gives to each of us according to his wisdom that we can serve the church and that we can serve the wider world as well. Reminds him to fan into flame the gift of God. There's a great variety of gifts outlined in the New Testament, uh, charismata in Greek. They're mentioned in a combination of places. If you're taking notes and you want to go and dig into this and look them up later, you can look at 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, and verses 28 to 30. You can go and look at Romans 12. And depending on whether you read some of these gifts as repeated or all kind of individual gifts, there's between 17 and 21 that are named. These gifts include the gifts of prophecy, of serving, of teaching, of exhortation, of giving, of leadership or administration, of mercy, for a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, the gift of faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between gifts and spirits, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. The specific roles of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher are also outlined in Ephesians 4 verse 11. Now, I don't think this list is exclusive or exhaustive, and it can be helpful, but we can think beyond these gifts and we, as we look to see what gifts God has put in each and every one of us as well. Timothy's task in Ephesus as a young pastor was a challenging one, battling against the false teaching that was present and the division and harm that it could cause. As we seek to be a stirring up, a fanning into flame community, we can learn from Paul's example. And in the passage that we read, Paul reminds Timothy of three things I'd like to unpack. He reminds him of his faith, of his calling and gifting, and he reminds him of God's equipping that comes by his spirit. Firstly then, Paul reminds Timothy of his faith. Paul writes of Timothy's faith in verse 5, his sincere faith, and he gives thanks for this. And as we think about encouraging each other in the gifts that we've been given, we do that as our faith in Jesus as the foundation. One of the great benefits of gathering together week by week is we remind each other and build each other up of our faith in Jesus. The passage that we read helps us with that. Sometimes we need to be reminded 
that our faith is in Jesus. Jesus, who verse 9 tells us, has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his grace. The wonderful thing about baptisms, wasn't it great just to celebrate and hear the stories of baptisms? One of the things about baptisms is it expresses sincere and personal faith in Jesus. It's such an encouragement to hear of Ben and Molly's baptisms. Paul writes of Eunice, Timothy's mother. I'm sure she was encouraged to hear of Timothy's faith. And the families of Ben and Molly, I know, have been really encouraged to hear their testimonies and of them getting baptised. For us too, it's good to take a moment to think back and reflect on our own significant moments of putting faith in Jesus and be stirred on to continue to live that out. Maybe you're here and you're thinking about faith. Let me say you're so welcome to explore faith with us. Maybe you're here and you're struggling in faith. We can learn from Paul and Timothy who faced many struggles, many challenges themselves. Perhaps for you, seeing the baptisms of Molly and Ben is a prompt for you to think about the call to be baptised. Our young people who are going to join us again later are doing a little series in Acts. And last week, we're looking at this call to repent, believe, and be baptised. It's laid out there for us in Scripture. I wonder where you are on that journey. Maybe you believe and you haven't yet considered baptism. Maybe now is a good time to be thinking about that. We've been praying for some more baptisms in the life of our church. If you're interested in exploring that more, then do come and speak to one of us. Paul reminded Timothy of his faith, and we're going to do that in our service today as we have the chance to share communion as well. Secondly, Paul reminds Timothy of his calling and gifting. There's no suggestion that Timothy's flame, if you like, had gone out. And the phrase fan into flame can be understood as kindle afresh, or to keep in full flame, or to stir up. Here there's a call, a reminder to call out and encourage the gift of God that Timothy had received, and to help it burn bright. A key part of Timothy's gift and call was, as verse 8 tells us, his testimony about our Lord and sharing that, and his willingness to suffer for the gospel. Timothy was called to teach the believers how to live the way of Jesus, And he was also called to do the work of an evangelist, someone that shared the good news of Jesus with others who didn't yet get it or hadn't yet heard it. In a culture where anyone under 40 was considered youthful, you can see how the opinion and discouragement of others because of Timothy's youth could have put water on his fire. There were days when he doubted his calling, perhaps, and how he was able to serve God. We think about our own gifting and calling. Maybe we need to revisit past journals. I wonder if any of you have been in the habit of journaling in the past. We write down our own prayers and we talk to God. And maybe we write down what we sense God has said at different times. Maybe that would be a helpful exercise to do again. Maybe it's helpful to revisit any prayers that you've written down before or conversations that for you have felt significant in the past. And be reminded again about what God's called you to do and how he's gifted you, and how you can express and use those gifts in this next season of your life. Maybe you're new to faith, or have never really quite known how you're gifted. Let me encourage you to ask God 
to make this clear to you, to ask to receive some of the gifts that we read about in the New Testament, to ask those that you love and trust, maybe you're in a small group, to ask those in your small group to encourage you with the gifts that they see in you as well. We so often discover the gifts that God's put in us by the things other people see in us, and also just by giving things a go, giving things a try. In your chairs, I want you to have a look. You should see a little slip just in the back of your chair, something like this. There should be one for everyone. If everyone goes behind you, then it means the person on the front row still has one as well. So pick it up now. There's a little bit of paper here, and you can use it today to write an encouragement for someone else. It says, name, and then there's a little verse we've been looking at, fan into flame the gift of God. The gifts that we see in you that we want to fan into flame are, and I want to encourage you as you're listening to this message, uh, after the message, as you go away today, to think, who is it here, or maybe someone that's not here today, that you could help encourage, that you could help stir up again the gifts that you see? It's much easier often to see gifts in other people than those that we see in ourselves, and we can all take part, if you'd like to, in this exercise, asking God, who would you like me to encourage today? Say, this is some of the gifts I see in you, and I want to encourage you with them. Now, I understand not everyone wants to do this. That's fine. Some of you will love it, and there's some spare ones on the welcome desk. If you want to do a few, that is fine. Let us call out the gifts that we see in one another to encourage each other. Paul reminded Timothy of his faith, of his calling and gifting, and of God's equipping. Let me just say, I don't mind if you're starting to doodle and think of things now. You can do that as I speak. He reminded Timothy of God's equipping. Paul encouraged Timothy not just with his gifting and calling, but also with the Holy Spirit who promised to equip him. Mike Pilavachi, who some of you will know, often says this, God equips the called, not calls the equips, the equipped. Maybe you need to hear that today. Maybe you don't feel fully equipped for what you sense you're called to. But God, by his Spirit, equips us for what he's called us to do. This is made clear in verse 7 that says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Paul makes it clear that God equips those that he calls, not with timidity, but with power, love, and self-discipline. The same Spirit can equip each and every one of us as we seek to rekindle and use the gifts that God has given us today. Let me just highlight four things from that verse. Opposite to timidity, you could say is courage. And God's Spirit gives us courage to exercise our gifts. We need courage, courage that comes from God's Spirit. It sounds like Timothy maybe was naturally more of a timid man, but the spirit that God gave him was one of courage as he sought to live out his faith as a young pastor. And he can fill each and every one of us with courage as we seek to use the gifts that God has given us. Power. Timothy was not to be a coward, and God's spirit had given him power, not in the sense of being a powerfully loud person, but power that gave him strength of character to be bold, to exercise the authority that God had given him in his role as a pastor in the church where he was. For Timothy, this included correcting those who were teaching things that weren't true and were leading others astray. 
wonder if you need a sense of power and courage to live out the calling that you've sensed God speak to you about before. Strength to keep going or to give it a go again as you seek to use the gifts that God has given you. Love, essential for all of us. Whatever our front line is, whatever opportunities in church life we might have to express our gifts, love is essential. May God's spirit fill us to love all those that we meet this week. Love empowers and it motivates. It prompts and God's love is itself a fire starter. In 1 Corinthians 13, having outlined some of the gifts of the spirit, Paul writes, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is essential in equipping us to use and practice our gifts. And God continually wants to fill us again with his love as we seek to use our gifts. Let's ask him to do that for us again today. And finally, self-control or self-discipline. This was essential for Timothy in his role of leading others and essential for all of us as we seek to exercise our gifts. Sadly, the lack of self-discipline can undermine the loving and faithful use of the gifts that God gives us. But God's Spirit can equip us with self-control. Let's ask him for that again today. Fan into flame the gift of God. What does a fan do? It gives to a fire what it needs to be ablaze. The key ingredients of fuel, be that wood or charcoal, and heat are already there. But when you use a fan, it provides the oxygen that is needed to rekindle or to set ablaze the fire. The presence of faith and calling and gifting was there for Timothy, and maybe for us, for many of us, it's there. But perhaps the fire, in a sense, has died down a little. Maybe we feel like it's nearly gone out. How do we fan it into flame again? How can we allow dormant gifts to wake up in us again, embers to catch a light again? Paul was demonstrated the need to remind one another of our faith, of the gifts we have, and the God who equips us. Let me tell you three stories from my life that have helped prompt this message. This is a live message for me, this kind of challenge to rekindle gifts that God has given us. Three areas. The first is that of evangelism. When we went into lockdown, our circles became much smaller, didn't they? Many of us just interacted with those in our households, maybe some different calls. There was all sorts of great stuff going on in church life, but it wasn't the same as being in person. And I feel stirred to use and to do the work of evangelism, like Timothy was called to do. But actually, that kind of died down a little bit. I didn't have the same opportunities. I wasn't rubbing up against people that were doing a similar thing and provoking me. But recently, that's been stirred up. How has it been stirred up? Well, partly because I've been reading the scriptures, and you see that challenge in there, but partly because I've been rubbing up against other people who have been using the gift of evangelism. People like my friend Lionel in the church here, who tells me about the different people he's met in the community and the opportunities he's had to share his faith and testimony. Stories from our cat manager that tells me that recently someone was led to faith in Jesus. And I think, 
wow, that's, that stirred me. I've got to give this a go again. God, could you use me again? I haven't really been using this gift. And it's, I'm, I'm so pleased to have the opportunity to be in and out of schools again, having opportunities to share faith in that way, meeting more people in my neighborhood and on the school run and just looking for opportunities to share the good news. Something that had kind of died down, was still just about a light, but wasn't really in flame, has been rekindled. Another area is one of the spiritual gifts. Many years ago, I received the gift of speaking in tongues. And we can think about the gift of tongues in three ways. We can think about it firstly, what we read in Acts 2, when the early believers spoke, and they spoke a language that people from other nations came and understood. Kind of the public use of tongues, where people literally hear something in their own language. We can think about it in its use in, in public worship, where someone might bring a tongue, and someone else might interpret it to help edify and build up the church. And we can think about it in a third sense, which is kind of a private use of prayer to help edify us, to help us in our prayer life, in praise and worship. And I'm thinking about the third sense, really, that use of tongues to help us in our own devotional life. And if I'm honest, it had been months since I'd used this gift, this gift that I find really helps me in my prayer life. But I'd just forgotten about it. I just kind of put it away and not really used it. Now, again, having read the scriptures and actually we were studying it at, at college, it prompted me to think, actually, I need to fan this into flame again. This could be really helpful. That's the second example from me. And the third example is that of hospitality and practicing hospitality. Many of us that haven't been able to do that in a way we might have liked in recent years. And again, it was both reading the scriptures and seeing the example of other people that I trusted who were opening their doors, who were making time and space for people to make them feel loved and valued, that spurred me on again to think, I need to get back into practicing the gift of hospitality. I need to do that. That's something God's put on my heart. And that doesn't always mean inviting someone into a home. Not all of us have homes that are big enough to do that. We can do that in other ways, offering a friendly and generous reception to those that God loves, which is everyone. Three areas for me that had kind of it was still just about a light, but needed to be fanned into flame. I wonder what areas for you, you can resonate with you, gifts that maybe have gone a little bit sleepy, that need to be woken up again. How were those areas rekindled for me? They were rekindled by the encouragement of others and the example of others, an openness to God speaking and prompting. For me, that was through his word, and also just giving it a go again, something that I hadn't given a go for. I'm just going to give it a go again and ask that God would equip me, as he does, with, with courage, with power, with love, and with self-control. So, CBC Church family, let me remind you, as Paul reminded Timothy, to fan into flame the gift of God in your hearts, in your lives, as we seek to serve one another, as we seek to serve our world. Last year, as a leadership team, we did a similar exercise to the one I'm inviting you to do, where we had a bit of paper, and it had my name at the front, and we were invited to fan into flame the gift of God, to note down different things that we see in each other that we want to encourage, that we need for the next bit. And um, I've kept it, because it's been really helpful. It lives in my top drawer. And from time to time, I, I open it up, and, I, and sometimes there's days, maybe Timothy felt this as well, what can I offer what have I got to contribute? I'm not feeling fully equipped. And I draw on the encouragement of others 
and the gifts that they've seen in me. I found that so helpful, so encouraging. And we can be that encouragement for one another. We can do that in a number of different contexts. We can do that here today. Maybe ask God to put someone on your heart that you can encourage. I know some people looking around the room that, that encouragement is their thing. If that's you, do more than one. Go and see how many people you want to do that for. Just to acknowledge there'll be many of us that won't get one today. That's okay. But there are other environments that we can do that in as well. Maybe you're in a small group. This could be a helpful activity to do in your small group. Maybe you live with other Christians in your house. Maybe you want to do that together. Maybe there's friends that you could do this for. Let's be a community that fan into flame the gift of God. Some final questions for you to ponder, both now and perhaps in the week ahead. What is it in you that needs rekindling? What gifts have lied dormant that you need to pick up again? And who can you encourage? As you look around, invite God's Spirit to lead you. Who can you encourage? We so often see gifts in other people when we fail to see them in ourselves. So as God's people, let's encourage one another to fan into flame the gifts that he's given us.